This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again, and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. Hey, everybody. We are back talking about battling failed expectations Lori, yes. have, you, have you had if you had expectations but that have been broken lately <laughs> have you had failed expectations in life a few yeah a few yeah. i have definitely had expectations that are broken you know I, I i will say that i have this part inside that i call it the little train that could yeah you know and i i go through sometimes when i'm disappointed or an expectation is broken kind of this ah. Oh, you know, it, but it often by the end of the day, I'm formulating the next plan. You know, okay, now what are we going to do? And like I, you're changing your expectation to something. I'm different. changing my expectations. You yeah. know, and redoing it. And I, I think this is such an important topic, especially for young couples. You know, in my premarital training classes, like we do a whole week yeah. on expectations. Yeah, expectations. I think they cause a lot of problems in relationships. Like uh, Shakespeare said, expectation is the root of all heartache. And, uh, <laughs> and I think, I think it is true. Like, I think especially in relationship with your significant other, but also like if, when you have kids, like your relation, your expectations, <laughs> if you have expectations, when you, when you go and having kids, they just all go out the window. Absolutely. Right? Adam, you got to tell that story of your son, I swear your Facebook post was so hilarious. So <laughs> I, I got to just read it to you guys because it's so funny. But he says, more adventures in parenting gross children. <laughs> yeah, they're disgusting. <laughs> Taking the boy up the stairs to bed. Boy says, there's poop on the stairs. Me, Adam, picks up a dried piece of poop. Ugh. Boy, I guess someone pooped on the stairs. <laughs> Me. Who pooped on the stairs? Did you poop on the stairs? Boy, no, just leave it there. <laughs> Adam, I'm not going to just leave it there. Poop does not go on the stairs. Boy, 
shrugs shoulders. Well, someone wanted it there, <laughs> Adam. <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> he, he was yeah. focused on wanting everybody to have their, their preference for right. where they poop, so, not on the fact that it <laughs> doesn't go there. So if you have the expectation that your children will either always contain their poop, this is just not the case in parenting everywhere. everywhere. is a little full of shit. Yeah, it's full of shit. And, it and is sometimes expectations. romance, right? Yeah. Because our, our expectations are really born of our fantasies of yeah. a perfect and ideal relationship, which yeah. we all kind of put forward when we're first getting together. But over time too, Lori, I mean, I think those unmet expectations, whether we know that they're fantasy or not, if they're going unmet, they lead to just a lot of hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, And over time as they build, it can lead to a lot of resentment. And I think they just grow over time. They get bigger and they get bigger. I had a, a couple that I was working with. They were married over 10 years. They had just experienced a lot of external challenges uh, they had a difficult birth of one of their children. Mm. It was really kind of a, mm. uh, a, a mini trauma, if right. not a full-blown trauma, and how they dealt with that. Um, her mother had suddenly left her father right before they got married. Before so, the couple got married? Before the couple got married. Oh, my gosh. And so, like, they were dealing with that at their wedding. Right. Um, they uh, Several years later, they had um, – he was let go from a job right after he got diagnosed with cancer. Oh, my gosh. Um, they just had all of these things. Both of them worked really stressful jobs. And the common line they always used when it came to their relationship was – I just did not expect it to be this way. Mm-hmm. And like 10 years later, they did not expect to be in the place that they were in. Mm. And all of those things were outside stressors, let alone the fact that as they had interacted, they did not treat each other in the way that the other person expected. Right. Um, but here's the thing that, that I see, and I think you see it as well. Those expectations are almost always unspoken mm-hmm. in the relationship. Mm-hmm. They've so very rarely, you were talking about what you have them do with that in premarital um, mm-hmm. Before they get married, to trying talk to about make them. some of it actually conscious, yeah, and spoken. Because a lot of times we may not even know that we have those expectations, right? right. Like ourselves, like I sometimes may not even know what my expectations are. Uh, exactly. Times. I mean, I think our unconscious plays plays a big role in this, right? Mm. I mean, we have expectations about romance and marriage that come from our families of origin, yeah. you know, from deeply held patterns and ideas and almost for some people I think when they come from less and there's less love and connection in their family of origin they have even higher expectations for the romantic relationship that's going to repair everything or I think we too absorb just our expectations from what we see happening around us we just we think that our experience is the standard. Mm-hmm. And so if we see, if we do have a good example of parents and their relationship, we expect that everything should be our, that our spouse should treat us exactly the same way as we saw our father treating our mother, or our mother mm-hmm. treating our father, or other relationships that are stand in for, for those. And, and so- Do you also think that maybe the culture plays into this oh, expectation, yeah. right? Like Hollywood and how everybody's having easy, great sex all the time. Yeah. Those, no wet spot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no <laughs> no cleanup, no towel next to the bed at all, right? I mean, I think there's there's definitely some of that as well. But I also think they get built when 
we decide not to fully express our wants and needs because mm-hmm. wants and needs are different from expectations. Okay, I think. tell me about that. Explain well, that. I think ex- expectations, I think, place responsibility on the other person um, mm. as opposed to placing responsibility on ourselves to communicate and to clarify our wants and needs. Oh, I right? like that. Like that, that's, it's, a, it's a distinction that I think is important because if it, a lot of times I hear couples say they've never, that we say they've never talked about it, right? Mm-hmm. And they go, well, it should just be obvious to them. Mm-hmm. Like they haven't clarified their wants and needs because it should just be expected. And we think we should only have one conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Like if I tell you what my wants and needs are one time, then that should just fix everything. And then you should always respond to me. Um, and you should just know exactly. I may say, well, I just need to be touched more. Mm-hmm. And so then my spouse tries to do that and they don't do it in the exact right way. I've offered no clarification. I, we haven't talked fully in depth about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just, it just goes, it's just this unspoken mess that just builds on itself because I, I know I get focused on this a lot, but it just feels to me that saying those things out loud, saying what I truly want and what I truly need, saying out loud is one of the most vulnerable things that we can do. Yeah, and because so it's, it's, it's revealing, you know, our our sweet spot, you know, our vulnerable place. And if, if then our partner says, mm-hmm. well, I don't care about that or I'm not going to meet your need, then we're just, we feel bereft. We feel, oh my gosh, you know, maybe unloved. It, it's, it is tricky. Yeah. And expressing that is difficult as well. You know, I think when people start complaining about the expectations of the other, oftentimes they say that they're too high when what they really mean is there's too many of them. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. It's often it's hard to meet so many different expectations of my partner when there's so many of them. And oftentimes we don't even realize that we're placing those expectations. I, I had one guy who when I asked him what he needed in relationship um, he started talking about being respected, right? Mm. And that's, I mean, that's a big need. That's, a, sure, that's it's often heard, like, it's a common thing for I guys. I need somebody to see my autonomy yeah. and but appreciate that. As he started talking about how he wanted to be respected, the list went on and, and on, on and, and on, on. Right. you know? And so it became one of those things where it's not necessarily that being respected is too high of an expectation to have in a relationship, But when you want it in a multitude of ways and the the list of that just keeps going on, it becomes overwhelming. It becomes legislated, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, versus, you know, somebody could never live up to that, Mm. right? Because they're going to fail one of those. Yeah, absolutely. One of those ways. They're not going to be respectful. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And that just makes it super hard. And then I think the other problem, too, is these expectations are not negotiated because they don't talk about them. They're not mm-hmm. negotiated between the partners, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not equitable. And we dig our heels in with those expectations. Mm-hmm. And so it's not a I can come towards you and you could come toward me position. It's a I have to have things this way because this is the way that I expect it to uh, expect. Right. It to and go. I think expectations can often feel like a right Mm-hmm. Because we're holding it yeah. inside, and we always think our way is the right way and well, the most reasonable. Well, we feel entitled reasonable. to those, right? We feel right. entitled to those expectations. Right, and so negotiation means that I'm actually seeing the other as an other with also legitimate needs and differences. And even though I may have this expectation or this need or this want, even if I speak it out loud, now it becomes something that we have to talk about, and they may be completely different. Mm-hmm. And that is, it's very hard. You know, I think in some ways there's this necessary loss of adulthood, which is 
in some ways realizing our partner cannot, will not meet mm. all our needs. Yeah. You know, and that's that's hard. But a marriage, you know, we need many things in life to be happy. Yeah. We need the marriage or the partnership and friends, relationships and hobbies and a career and, you know, or meaningful work. Yeah. yeah. Well, we know we don't want this because unmet expectations lead to divorce, right? And so we want to kind of give you some ways to do that. So let's come back after the break okay. and okay. we'll give you some ways that some you can solutions. get these met. Speaking with certified sex therapist, Lori Watson from Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Lori, what is an intensive? So an intensive is 12 to 14 hours of therapy all in one weekend. And it's a way to really make fast progress compared to weekly therapy. I mean, there's just so much more you can get done when you have a chunk of time. Overcome the challenges in your relationship and your sex life. Learn more about intensives and Awakening Center's other services at awakenloveandsex.com. At Matthews Counseling, we believe it is our job to come alongside you in whatever difficult challenges of life you are in and help you rediscover hope and to find the strength that you have to face those challenges. We strive to create a safe and comfortable place for you to explore who you want to be and identify the obstacles standing in your way. Oftentimes, the first step toward finding help is the hardest, but it can also be the bravest. Give us a call at 919-587-8018. Find us online at matthewscounseling.com. Net. We look forward to working with you. So Adam, you've kind of told us that you're going to help us with some solutions about our expectations and what to do with them. And, and how do we even begin to know what our needs and our wants are? Well, I think that's where you start. You have to kind of determine what exactly those needs and those wants are. And Oftentimes, like we were talking about before, we need to narrow those down to some of the things that are just super important and valuable to us, right? You were mentioning at the end of the first section that we we can't expect our partner to meet all of our wants and needs, mm-hmm. but we can say these are the ones we can prioritize and say these are the ones that are important to us. But oftentimes that means we take our attention off of what we aren't getting to know what we want. Sarah Clark is a writer who said, we often focus so much on what we aren't getting from our partner that we don't even realize what we want. And so the first step to being able to identify that, I think, is to take our attention away from what we're not getting to be able to say, if if I'm in any relationship, mm-hmm. right, what mm-hmm. do I need? What are my non-negotiables? Right, because people, too, when they have expectations, they fantasize this relationship that is flawed and I'm not getting so many things met compared to an idealized relationship Mm. where that person would love me just the way I would want to be loved. And they're not necessarily saying, you know, pick your poison. (laughs) You know, another relationship would also have flaws. And I I think that's important. Yeah. And and this can be difficult, but if you really sit down and think about it and to come up with some concrete ways this happened, if it's respect, if I have a need for respect, I need to be able to say, I feel respected when you do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and not make it a litany of things, but make it like this is the biggest way that you can show me that you that there's respect in our relationship. Right. I feel respected, for instance, when you respect my use of time. Yes. Um, that I set my own agenda, and yes, I am making difficult choices internally, and so yeah, I I feel respected when you respect 
that about me and yeah. my choices. If your need is to be a prior to feel like a priority in your relationship, it may be I feel like a priority when you block off time just for the two of us every mm-hmm. single week, mm-hmm. or when you say no to something to say yes to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those types of things really make it clear what our wants and needs are, and then we can see when that person is actually doing that. The other thing that I think is helpful here is to be the one that asks first about your partner's needs. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes we just are not good question askers. We don't, let's say that differently. Mm-hmm. Let's say that's a weird way to say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to learn how to ask good questions. Mm-hmm. There's things like being curious. Curiosity to me in a relationship is just huge when you're able to remain curious or even asking open-ended questions, focusing on the who, what, when, and where of what's going on with your uh, with your partner. Um, but by doing that and being generous enough to listen well, mm-hmm. then you increase the possibility that they're going to do the same for you right. Right, with and your needs. I would say often the pursuer is the one who takes the more active role in this and is probably listening with keen ears to you today. And they want to ask their partner, what do you need and want? And they really need to tune up the listening because distancers mm. will put out their needs and wants, but it's usually at a whisper level. Yeah. Uh, or they've said it once, you know, and if they got disrespected that time or it was ignored, they feel hopeless about saying it again. So if you're a distancing partner, your role, actually the way you come forward in the relationship is by stating very clearly, this is what I need. And sometimes it may mean I need you to stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the yeah, the it's usually the pursuer that's going to need to learn to ask the good questions. The right. distancer is going to need to learn to communicate their needs and their answer and be aware of Mm. those needs yeah and a lot of times i think that to be able to communicate clearly your needs you have to focus on speaking for yourself Mm -hmm. right representing themselves like i don't i think you see this too but i just just don't everybody that comes in my office they have a difficult time doing that when there are unmet expectations in the relationship we want to blame the other person first Mm -hmm. when there's problems in communication we want to blame the other person and we just so many people I see just cannot do this. And it's the simple I statement speaking for yourself. And as they're communicating that, focusing on what they want things to look like rather than what's gone wrong in the past, you know, right? rather than the litany of all the things that their partner hasn't done for them or the ways that their expectation hasn't been met. Focus on what you want it to look like. Yeah, because I think you see this too, like when people start talking about what they want, they bring in those old fights or they bring in, remember when your mother did it this way or like remember how this this led to a fight or Mm -hmm. um, whatever it was that was happening, keeping it out of that. But then also communicating your needs clearly, especially for distancers, I think requires a a huge element of bravery Mm -hmm. and courage and courage because it is risky, right, for them to be able to do that. Right. I had a patient who asked me or who was telling me that she wanted to ask her partner why he had stopped kissing her. I said, okay, tell me what that's going to look like. Well, it's like I'm going to say, why did you stop doing that? You used to do that in the relationship, and that was really what I liked, and that's the way I get turned on, and I just don't understand. Do I not kiss well? I'm like, okay, okay, let's let's do this differently. Yeah. You know, let's talk about your need. 
And the way I suggested that she communicate that need was actually not verbally, but physically. I said, you know, why don't you pour a glass of wine in a neutral place, you know, start talking to him, start touching his arms, draw his arms around you, start kissing him, have it lead to hot sex. Hmm. You know, communicating your needs sometimes in a nonverbal way rather than, you know, a complainy way, right? And, and how your expectations have not been met in the sex life, you know, that way, I mean, there's such an instant reward. You know, he has hot sex. You know, he'll learn very quickly. Oh, wow, that all that kissing stuff, that, that really works. That works, yeah. You know. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a shared, you're meeting my expectations and I'm meeting your expectations at the, mm-hmm. same, at the same time or your wants and needs, rather. I also think that there can be some of that heat out of your frustration over not getting your expectations met if you can really look for things that you are grateful for about your mm-hmm. about your partner, mm-hmm. um, focusing on who they are and not on what they are doing or not doing, mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of times that gets lost when we're when we're wanting our partner to change or wanting them to do something different. We oftentimes we communicate things we want them to change about their behavior by talking about their character. Right. And we yeah. know that this that that just leads to contempt in relationships. I want you to be unselfish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think some people do that directly, but some people do it really indirectly, indirectly, yeah. too, where they go, why can't you just see that the dishes need to be done? Do you think they're going to be they're going to do themselves? Yeah. Right. Like that kind of communication um, where you're house. saying, where you're saying, like <laughs> the dishes do themselves. The dishes do them. <laughs> the dishes do themselves. Yeah, and I mean, I think like that. We then take our eyes off the person. It becomes, mm-hmm. it becomes a, uh, it's a dehumanizing of somewhat over time. It, it occurs slowly, and when we can come back into that, you know, you know, I'm a fan of gratitude journals and writing down gratitudes I, in it. I didn't actually know. You didn't that. know that? No. I'm, I just, I think it is just so. I think gratitude is just a powerful thing in general. It is. Um, and I recently had somebody do one where they just wrote gratitude about their spouse every single day. I didn't tell, mm-hmm. I, I told them not to tell their spouse that they were doing this, but I just said, every day I want you to write five things that you mm-hmm. are grateful for about yeah. them. And it, it really started to change. They softened. Mm-hmm. Right. They had exactly. been really hard lining things in in what in the change that they expected, but they was able to really soften them as well. Right. I, it can change your life. I have a girlfriend who um, she works for with stroke victims mm-hmm. and, you know, she's been depressed for a number of years and had some difficulties and she's literally changed. And I said, what has happened to you? You're so different. I mean, she's just talking about life and her husband and everything in new ways. And she said, you know, I realized every day is a gift. I've mm-hmm. seen these people who are my age, she's not very old, struggling with strokes and brain injuries. And it's like, I mean, no, nobody is granted the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, and she said, I just realized that I can be grateful for this breath, for what I have. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really changed her. So, yeah, I think you're right. And and it has really changed her relationship. I mean, there's been this renewal of romance between her and her husband as she's become grateful for life and beginning to focus on all the things there are to appreciate about him. Yeah, and I think you can also be grateful for the efforts that they are making yes. rather than the ones that they're not. I think we can still ask for things to be different, right? Where oftentimes in relationships, you're two different people. And so I say, I need this need met and they try to meet it, 
but they're try they're meeting it in their way. Mm-hmm. And there doesn't need to change, but I can still be grateful and appreciate the effort that they're bringing, that they're mm-hmm. trying to meet it, meet the need that I have in their own way. And that really respects the, that the other person is trying the effort. and the effort that's there. And uh, without that gratitude, I think it's discouraging to the person who's trying to change and meet your needs. Absolutely. Like if, if they don't get partial credit, you know, yeah. for their efforts, right? Yeah. I mean, why keep trying? It's like, rather than see no matter what, it's not good enough, which is what, you know, often causes us to fail when we don't yeah. get that credit. Well, and, and it's easier if I, if I appreciate their needs for them to hear the changes that I need them to make. And it's easier for me to say that. If I say, man, I so appreciate that you really try to affirm me in this way. You, I mean, you mm-hmm. were saying a lot of things that were really nice, but what I'd appreciate next time is if you could just do it, it just add this to it. If you mm-hmm. could just add some, like it, it would be helpful if there was just some enthusiasm in it for you or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm just making stuff up all the fly. So I don't know if it's a great example or not, but <laughs> I just like those, those types of things I think make it easier when we're appreciating that effort. Definitely um, noticing that your partner has responded to your request. Yeah. And the last thing I'd say here, Lori too, is evaluate your expectations in terms of boundaries. Boundaries to me work way better than expectations because they focus on you and what works for you. John Gottman's circles of negotiations here are really, I find to be really helpful. It's it's rings it, it in terms of I translate this to to working with boundaries in terms of if you picture rings on a target, the inner ring is just the non-negotiable ones, right? And that that non-negotiable boundaries are things that you cannot live without and should, but it should be the smallest circle. Mm-hmm. The one out from that are things that I have opinions on, but I'm willing to negotiate. Um, mm-hmm. And the biggest ringer thing are issues that you just don't have a strong opinion on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I think if you look at your boundaries in those, in that sense, because those non-negotiable ones, the ones that you're staunch about, those have to be kind of the smallest and they have to be few. Mm-hmm. But if you look at them in terms of boundaries rather than expectations, it's, it starts to be clearer. I think things clear up a little bit and you can start to talk about which ones need to be enforced and which ones can be negotiated. Right. Like boundary of fidelity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's the inner, that's the innermost one. It's not necessarily how many times a week I want sex, but it, no. it, the, mo- the most central one is the fidelity piece. Absolutely. Yeah. I see. Yeah, that's good. We hope this has been helpful for you in looking at your expectations. We'd love to hear from you. If you have questions about anything we said on the podcast, feel free to email us at info at foreplayrst.com with your questions, and we will see you next time. You can now call in your questions to the Foreplay Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-4PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.